0: Man, every
1: man
0: podcast, podcast, big dog, Daryl Campbell. How are you, my brother?
1: Man, loving life, living life like it's golden in the cosmic canoe with you, living
0: a life of love and podcast. I'll tell you what, we're blessed. We're highly favored. Another week, another pod. Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you what, not this week, but next week. Three year anniversary of the Everyman Free. Podcast. Pretty Free. wild. Um, you know, to everybody who's who's been here on this journey with us from the start, I know there's quite a few of you uh left hanging on to the cosmic canoe with us. Thank you for being on this journey with us. It's been it's been a ride. You know, Loving coming it. coming in hot on two hundred episodes and uh another awesome interview this week with a with a longtime friend of the show. Um, one of those gents that, you know, we hit it off with immediately and he's just become, he's become a friend of ours. And, uh, you know, we've all got plans to meet up here in the future. And, um, you know, you may know him as Mr. Booty wipes, uh, oh, Josh Ferris, Josh. entrepreneur, uh, poker stud and, uh, stud. all around every man. And, uh, you know, he created the booty wipes brand, yep. uh, brought that to the very high level of success. And, and you'll hear here on this, on this episode, he, you know, he sold, sold the company and uh, he's doing very well, and, and he's yeah. getting ready to pounce on something, uh, uh, something new in the next couple of years here. And you know, in the meantime, he's sharpening his iron and getting stronger, getting smarter, oh, yeah. getting faster. Getting that knowledge, you know, everything. I'll tell you what, he's handsome as ever. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, just always great to catch up with good people. And like I said, it's like iron sharpens iron. Like you, you're running a little ragged from a long day of work. Mm-hmm. You get in here, we have a conversation with a real go getter, and it's like, God, I gotta, I should be doing more.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. Kenji's the man. Love him to death. Great personality. Third time is the charm, as we like to say on the Everyman podcast. And uh, yeah, man.
0: That's right. Elite. Josh gets with it. Elite and Rare Air, the three time Everyman Mm -hmm. guests, you know. Mm -hmm. Occupied by only Mike Mangini. uh, Now, Josh.
1: Yeah. And I think Dylan.
0: Dylan Dickstein.
1: Yeah, Dylan. Yeah. Rare Air. Rare Rare. Three Air three,
0: three v three. I'll take that three. Imagine putting those three together for right, any any right, sort of team, right?
1: No problem. Yeah, especially with the energy that Josh has, man. Oh, and Mike.
0: Be... Oh, god. Boom. And Dylan in the in the wings, just doing all the math and figuring it out, <laughs> <laughs> making making it all work.
1: <laughs> it's so palpable. Yeah. It's science. It's
0: science. It the, can work. The numbers look great. Uh, Love it, but. Uh, Couple exciting episodes coming up here in the next few weeks. And uh, like I said, three years of the Everyman. Thank you very much. And uh, we hope you enjoy this uh, interview with our brother Josh Ferris, the entrepreneur himself. Here we go. Love
1: it.
0: Joining us today on the Everyman podcast is one of our favorite guests, returning champion, uh, three time guest. He's a man of many hats. He's an entrepreneur. He's a poker star. He's an all-around everyman, ladies and gentlemen. Josh Ferris. Josh, how are you, brother?
1: What's up? What up? Happy to be here.
0: Third time.
2: Third time's the Third, time,
0: third, time. third time's the charm. It's
2: always awesome.
0: It's always great, and it's you know we're actually next week will be our third year anniversary of the Everyman podcast. No way. Coming up on two hundred episodes. Pretty wild.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm.
0: they're listening to us in Swaziland now, so
1: Swazi, baby, Swaziland. that's incredible. Yeah, we're that's big, awesome. we're big
0: in Swaziland, so you know, uh, things are changing, things are growing. So, you know, I alluded to it there at the beginning. There, you're we know you as an entrepreneur, we know you as the founder and uh chief king of booty wipes, you know, a product that's near and dear to my body. And I'll uh, tell you what, mine too, just as mine an too. FYI, I still. I'm still running that booty bidet. No issues. High quality product. Just saying. Just throwing that out there.
1: Um,
0: but, you know, things have changed for you. Um, what's what's going on? What's up with you, man? What have you been doing? What's going on with Booty Wipes?
2: Yeah, so we, so it's funny because, you know, this is the third time um, I've been on the show. You know, the first time I was on the show was, I mean, that was 2000. Early 2019, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's, I first one of our first guests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I first started the business around that time. And then you guys reached out. And we had, you know, we did the podcast there. And then a year later, we did the second one. And that was, was that after COVID? It was, right?
0: It was right after COVID started. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you yeah, graciously please. hooked us up with some, uh, some booty wipes, kept us clean. Thank yeah. you for that.
2: And then we were growing super fast at that time. And then now... The third time, you know, it's the conclusion of Booty wax, I guess. You know, we sold the business. Mm. So, uh, yeah, sold it. Congrats, congrats. Thank you. It was was a great run. Uh, It's my first baby. It's always hard to let your first baby go. Mm. Um, It's a great deal. Um, And honestly, I'll be honest, I didn't even want to sell the business at the time. Like, I really didn't. I loved what I was doing every day and, uh, creating, you know, trying to build the brand up we wanted to launch other products and stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, the people were reaching out and I started taking calls and I just couldn't, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's hard to, uh, pass on, you know, life changing money. So I can't, I don't know. It was just looking back, you know, I kind of wish, you know what? If we just kept it, and what we could have done in the future, but you know, there's always other things I want to do in the future. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: well, now you now you've really got the freedom to, to do that. Now, might I ask, what company uh, purchased the fine brand of booty wipes?
2: So it was a company called Perch. Uh, they are so they they buy Amazon businesses. That's their main thing, um, and they're growing really fast. Uh, they actually raised. I think it was like 750 million from SoftBank, which is uh, if you guys don't know SoftBank, they they're uh, you know huge and uh, huge firm that invests in a bunch of companies, and uh, they were like one of the first investors of WeWork. Um, but I mean, that didn't turn out. I was well, just gonna say, they, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but hopefully this investment will go well. Um, and yeah, so they're they're, they're moving fast and doing well, and I'm glad I sold to those guys. Um, and you know we had a lot of options actually. Uh, there's a few other bu- there's a bunch of buyers because uh, a business like ours was in high de- is is in high demand right now. Um, so and I, I'm I'm happy with who we chose to go with because I can you know obviously you want your baby to grow up and and prosper right. So mm-hmm. I think they are a great choice to sell the business to. Now, we'll people
0: still be able to see and find the booty wipes products and and purchase those. Is the brand going to continue on under this new company or is it being, is it something that's going to get repackaged or what's the deal there?
2: I was going to say the same. Uh, You can still buy it on Amazon. Um, You know, they have uh, they have ideas to get into big box retail possibly uh, and they're just going to, you know, expand the brand. And, uh, you know, maybe go more global. I think that was one issue, like, I kind of had was, um, you know, just being, you know, it was just myself and my girlfriend running the business. And uh, I think an issue we were coming to was, like, you know, how, you know, if we want to keep growing revenue th- with just us, we would have to, it would be pretty difficult, right? We'd have to go global. Uh, to different markets or uh, we have, we would have to go into big box retail and that's something I didn't really know how to do. I mean, we could always hire somebody to do it, but right. um, you know, they have the infrastructure, they have the money to really scale it up, you know, and, and uh, take it in those directions.
0: That's awesome, man. Well, I'm glad, you know, it's still going to be my go-to choice of uh,
1: we know where where it originated. That's right. And it's so cool to see, <laughs> we know
0: it's so cool to see the, you know, you're not the only, you know, friend we've made along the way here, where we've seen each other, all of us just growing in different directions, and it's really this this podcast has served as like kind of a time capsule for a lot of us, and it's cool to go back and and see the the progression, and you know, congrats on on getting it to that level, and you know, I'm sure you're gonna the next thing you're gonna do, who knows, you maybe you're gonna end up uh, building rockets or something crazy, so I'm sure you'll do something,
1: <laughs> I'm sure he'll do you know, something you. <laughs> I got a question. I got to ask it because, uh, you know, you know, me, Josh, I love all the, the, the booty wipe videos, man, the Lambo it's cruising through the desert side. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Just doing a real big, like you always do. Everybody within that video was, was, or is a part of your team. Now, when you, when we talk about growing in different directions, I'm assuming that everybody that's a part of that original booty wipe squad is still rolling with you. You know what I mean? You're still doing different things. Is that, yeah, I mean, is that the case?
2: It. Yeah. Those, those are just my friends, you yeah. know? Uh, and yeah, I mean, I help them out with various things, you know, one's a, a photographer. I like to help him out with, uh, different things. And, um, another one's uh, he's an artist. Awesome. Uh, and you know, we all, we always help each other out with little, uh, little things here and there. I would like to get my, my artist around I, w- I was meaning to reach out to him about cause he has his, his art is very unique um like very unique like not a lot of people has it has his style it's just very different um and he's been all he's been doing stuff all over vegas i don't know if you know area 15 have you heard of that place no is that
0: no is that in that new cool hip yeah what do they call that
2: gaslight district or whatever it is i think so but he but he was hired to do it like this huge wall like it, enormous wall of his, and it's just his painting, and it wow. was and yeah, it was incredible. Uh, yeah, so I was, I, I want to see if he you know because there's a lot of NFT type stuff he could do, right, 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 right. That could be really interesting. Um, but yeah, anyways, but yeah, I always like uh, yeah, I'm grateful for everybody that helped out along the way, and you know, and I you know I gave those guys uh, I, you know I cut those guys a check. Um, so it was, it was yeah, Yo, awesome. you gotta plug, you gotta plug uh,
1: plug his name, man. What's his name? The artist's name, your friend,
2: uh, Valentin. Nice. Valentin forganoff. I, I, I don't send know. Send me his, send name.
0: me his Instagram. I'll put it in the show notes. So everybody listening right now okay. can, can yeah, swipe yeah. up and check that Word. out. Cause that's uh, something cool. I want to check out as well. Um, cool. now I know how hard on the grind you are, man. You're always working iron, always sharpening iron. What was like what did you do with yourself after you've closed that deal and you're chilling? Did you catch a breath? did you just re like huh did you go did you go buck wild? did you do something crazy like <laughs> what 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 was your how did you celebrate that and like how long did you take to kind of just or were you just straight into the
2: next thing uh I mean it was kind of interesting because I remember while we're in the process of selling it it was honestly, it was probably the most stressful time of my life. Uh, it's just very stressful. You know, uh, you're you're negotiating over large sums of money and you know, anything could go wrong. Uh, I just had a lot of stress built up. And then I think once, you know, the money hit the account, it was kind of like, I don't know. It wasn't, it was, it was kind of bittersweet, I guess. I didn't really celebrate. I mean, I ended up buying a Tesla. That was I guess my gift to myself. Nice. Which um, one did you get? The Tesla X. It's nice. It's pretty wild. It's a great I, car.
0: Yeah. I had an opportunity to drive one recently and um, I have to say I wasn't it was a ninety D, so it wasn't the you know, the newest, but it was maxed out, you know. And I was like not super impressed with the quality of the interior, but the driving was literally preposterous. Like the acceleration, <laughs> it was like, I yeah. get it now. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Sass.
1: It's, Sass. it's unnerving right now fast now. And
0: like previously, like I have a friend, uh, shout out to Weiss. My boy, Weiss Broad. he's, he's uh, a car guy. And I remember he had a Viper V 12 venom. It was like the special edition Viper. And, uh, he took me out in that once. And that was the scariest thing I'd ever been in. It was like, Uncomfortably fast. And this Tesla was like, I shouldn't be driving this. This is, this is like, wow. Yeah. This is insane. How do you like it?
2: I love it. It took some time to get used to it, but right now I love it. It's a great car. It's a great vehicle. And I'm not, you know, I'm not surprised. Like, uh, the Tesla Tesla stock is so high. It's just, you know, Elon's just, he's a genius, right? He's like once in a generation type person. So uh, he's, he's just, you know, he's, he's, he's on another level, you know? Yeah. It's great. Great car. But, but I mean, yeah, we, we didn't really celebrate. Uh, I think, yeah, I was just kind of on to the next thing pretty quickly. Um, And yeah, I think I have a lot of ideas that I want to do. And right now I'm just kind of doing a lot of investing and things like that, but come next year, we're going to start another business.
1: Sweet.
0: That's yeah. awesome, man. That's awesome. Now I'm keeping it. You know, we've been keeping in touch this whole time, checking in, and I I knew you you were busy and you had things going on, and it was like, ah, we we'll, we'll we're doing this. We'll, I want to do it after that, and you know, then it's Christmas. Then we all get COVID. I get COVID. The whole there's a whole mess, and um, so it's cool to it's cool to do this finally. And and I've been watching you know your social media, and you know I see you playing poker, slinging slinging decks out there it's now. Sling I remember you mentioned you like poker, you know, but I didn't realize you were like that, like into it like a pro. And now, a little preamble here. I recently became aware of professional darts. And like I like oh. to ga- I like I like to gamble, you know, and a little bit here and there. And like darts caught my eye. And I told and I went on a passionate uh rant about it last year. And I, I because there's something about The mental process that these guys are doing, they go up there, they know like they're either killing themselves or like they like the just you it's like a razor thin margin of mental sharpness and like mental toughness that you have to have to go up in front of your opponent after you just bombed, or you have the opportunity to knock them out and the other guy can come back from down seven sets or something crazy. Like it's it's electrifying. So like I never quite got poker or pool or until I got into darts. And now I really? kind of like, ah, yeah. it's, be- and it's also because of the gambling aspect. Like I didn't understand yeah. that either, you know, and the thrill of that whole, you know, adventure. And uh so I have to say like, I, that's amazing that, that you're like, you're competing at a, I mean, you'll tell us here, but it's what appears to be a pro level. What's, When did you get into poker, like seriously, and what are you doing with it now?
2: Uh, I mean, I played. I've been playing poker for a long time. I just uh, haven't like really took it seriously, seriously, um, ever, really. But I, but I have been playing. I've been playing for uh, almost since you know middle school, right? So I understand the game at a more, I'd say. you know, on kind of an advanced level. Um, yeah, I had a really good year this year. I think it's, uh, I think, you know, I sold the business and I had the opportunity like, okay, cool, I'm not really doing much. Uh, let me play some poker. Uh, and I was able to grind it out. I was able to win two WSOP rings. I got second place in a bracelet event, online bracelet event. And then I made a final table with uh, Phil Helmuth at the World Series of Poker, one of those tournaments. And that was probably one of the, Best, that, that was honestly one of the best experiences of my life playing like next to like the goat was just incredible like he is he's just on another level and it, it he, like playing with him because i played with him for like when you're at a poker table you're playing like all day long it's like 12 hours so i played with him like three days straight and when you're playing with somebody like that like i, I learned so much just from just watching him play and also there are other pros like uh, I sat with Ali Zmirovic, who's like one of the top pros, rep porter. He has like three bracelets. Uh, Ryan Reese, he won the main event a few years ago. And I remember I was sitting with all these. Uh, I remember one time there's uh, there five of us at a table and it was me. And I'm not a pro. I'm far from it. And I don't have any aspirations to be a pro. But I was sitting with Ali Jmirovic, uh, rep porter, Phil Helmies and Ryan Reese. All four of these guys are like future Poker Hall of Famers. And I remember there's. I was just at the table and I was, I was just looking at them. And I was like, guys, I'll be honest. I can't believe I'm sitting here. This is like insane because I grew up watching these guys. And it, they, they just kind of laughed at me. But it was just a cool experience just like being there. And you never really think you'll ever make it deep in a tournament with just all pros like that. But it was, one, it, it was honestly the greatest experience of my life. Now that's you mentioned, cool,
0: I'm always, one of the things that Daryl and I, that are, we connect with is like our appreciation for people that do things at a high level and we can like appreciate the artistry or excellence in just about any, anything. We get excited about just people doing great shit. What is it that these guys are doing that you're, that's so different than what you're doing? Is it is it how they're carrying themselves? Is it their like, mindset like what are they doing differently is it there is it just a mental thing with with cards
2: yeah so with poker obviously they know what to do in like every situation right every situation they know uh the the correct move to make so then they you know they take it to the next level where it's the psychological aspect like phil helmius he literally exploited me uh at the final table uh and and he literally set me up and and looking back on it i don't want to go in depth of the the certain hands that I played against him that where he set me up, but looking back on him, like, wow, that's why he is the fucking best. Like he literally just set me up and he took, I think he took like 50% of my stack and, and I could see like what he, now that I look back, I saw what he was doing. Like he was literally setting me up and it was just incredible to, you know, to watch and think about now. Um, But these guys, they, they know how to exploit players. they put, They put players in tough situations uh, that, you know, a a lot of them are very aggressive and they know how to apply pressure on you. Um, And they know how to extract the max amount of value from you as well. Um, Right. So they thin value that. Uh, I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's like you, you know, it's like they're, they're making a, uh, they don't have a very good hand, but they know they have a a better hand than you just by a little bit. So they're going to extract that value from you where a lot of people would just check. They would bet and get as much out of you as possible. Um, So it's because they know,
0: they know based on what cards they have, the probability.
2: Yeah. They know exactly where you are in the hand. They know your hand and they know where they are and they know they can extract a little more value. get get some more money out of you.
0: Because if you're looking, because I guess the thing, it's like, just like situational football, if you've done it for 30 years, you know, at a high level, and you've seen every, I mean, there's only, what, 52 cards in a deck, right? Mm -hmm. So if there's only so many cards, there's only so many combinations, and then if you sit there and you look at everybody on the table, and you've seen this 50,000 times, literally, you know, you know where to go, and that's like, that's that's a gap you can't close. That's why it's like, Antonio Brown there's <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's got some issues, but God damn. Can that guy run a route, you know? Yeah. And until somebody can stop him from running routes and getting open, you know, he's going to, he's going to be worth it.
1: How'd you get there? Can like, like I'm, I'm really fascinated with, you know, I know you got the two rings and you're sitting with these like pros, but like, how did that happen? Was it, is it like an invite? Like did you, were the two wins you had, did it lead to this? Like, Cause I know like, no, you, you're, you're, you're fascinated with like sitting, sitting with these pros and I'm fascinated too. I'm like, dude, that's fucking awesome. Like how did, how did, how did, how did my man Josh get
2: there? Yeah. Actually anybody can buy in any it, Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Anybody can buy in. You know, it's usually the, the deeper you run, the more pros they will be in the field. Okay. Right?
1: I got you.
2: But, um, yeah. Amazing experience. Learned a lot. Uh, made me realize, you know, if you want, if I were to go professional, like I'd have to pretty much sacrifice my entire life. And I, I don't know, that's something I don't really want to do. I like playing as a hobby. it'll always be one of my favorite hobbies. Um, but if like, I want, but you know, if you want to be, I obviously, if you want to be professional in anything, if you want to be the best of the best, I mean, you're going to have to sacrifice a lot of time, right? You're going to have to make a lot of sacrifices. Right. So for example, if I'm like, if I'm like, if I was like, all right, fuck it, I want to go, I want to be a pro poker player. My goal is to make, you know, 200K plus a year just playing poker profit. Like, I would, you know, have to put 16 hours a day for the next, you know, year to catch up to where these guys are. You know what I'm saying? To just get the reps in. Exactly. Get the reps in, uh, you know, hit the books, study, uh, surround myself with a bunch of poker players. Uh, surround myself with the best and then just pick their brains and just kind of learn everything. Lose a lot know. of money. Yeah, and then, you know, there's uh, <laughs> there's a chance of you, you know, a money investment as well. So you might not do well and and lose a decent amount. But um, yeah, I think uh, I'm fine with just having it as a hobby. I, I want to do other things that I want to be more creative, do more kind of creative stuff. Uh, you know, building another business is kind of what I want to do that's my favorite thing.
0: Nice. Well now now you've uh you've got a a pretty solid hobby. I guess being in Vegas, you know, being in that area that culture is just a little bit more uh in the forefront, right?
2: Yeah. I don't I don't I don't gamble though. I I only play poker. I don't like gamble unless i have friends in town we'll play you know some craps things like that but i don't sports bet or do anything like that
0: i don't understand the appeal of the slot machine i've never have i just (laughs) i don't get it i understand like wanting to play cards i even get roulette can wrap my head around why you do that you know um especially in the moment but like you have no you're just what just yeah. trusting that there's chance. I just get those
1: biceps ready, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's
2: it's the whole dopamine effect, the euphoria. You, know, you imagine the, the
0: amount of psychologists they have.
2: Yeah, it's insane. Like they know what they're doing, and then it's also slot players. They give the most points to slot players. Uh, so, and that that entices people to come back. They're like, oh, I want the diamond status. I want seven star status. So, and slots are. Uh, i'm I'm pretty sure um casinos make the most money from slot players. I'm not hundred percent sure, but i, I think so I think so, yeah, because there's just i mean there's slots everywhere in a casino, right? and everybody loves well, playing so, slots as
0: soon as you get off the the planes and McCarran yeah. there they're they're there yeah you know? yeah, exactly it's uh it's a listen hey, I'm not hating the the hustle at all I, I think it's a brilliant <laughs> I think it's a brilliant play, but you know what's weird is out here, you know they legalized they they've been Stepping towards, I mean, now it's full, it's pretty much full on. There's casinos, started, it started with just slots, then they added digital versions of table games. Now you can, like, it's very stupid, like, just play a table game. Like, it's like a person pressing a button and the cards come out of the like a, a thing that's like the loophole. But, um, really, yeah, but the rise of like sports books has really shocked me. Like, talk about things yeah. that went from like you will go to federal prison. To, mm-hmm. to uh, yeah, come on. Promo code, yep. Joe Rogan for DraftKings. It's like oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting, so, uh,
2: interesting so, yeah, message mean, there. Yeah, sports betting is gonna be. You know, it's uh, it's legalized in a lot of states now, right? And yeah. It, I don't, is it every state? No, not well, every state. It, a lot of states. Yeah.
0: I know, like Florida, yeah. Texas, it's still not, but. Uh, yeah. like pretty much the whole Northeast. Now New York has it. Um, but uh, it's, yeah, it's uh it's a beast. And it, it, it's funny. They're like giving you all these ads and then they're like, if you or someone, you know, has a gambling problem.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and I guess we've been talking about gambling so much. I have to say it, you know, if you have a gambling problem, you know, go look it up, whatever it is, call 1-800-GAMBLER, I guess.
2: But uh, yeah. and they're And you know, I could see there's there's going to be a big, uh, a lot of people going to have issues with gambling coming up with this sports betting stuff being legalized well, everywhere. It's, it'll be a big issue. Not yeah. only
0: that, but look at a lot of the games that they've gotten people hooked on on mobile platforms that are like, you know, you the play to win and you have to kind of buy coins to get things, the the loot boxes, all that stuff. Like it's yeah. and it's like you, I remember my one of my first jobs my First job was like Chuckie was at Chuck E. Cheese, and I remember like thinking then like, huh, this is a little gambling, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like you start there, and then kids are playing all these games, and then by the time they're eighteen, they're betting on the Sixers. You're right. There's no way this goes well.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So, so I mean, there'll be a business within uh, just helping gam- uh, yeah. helping helping gamblers. You know, I mean, there's gonna be it's gonna be a huge issue. Did you see I mean, that everybody? It's so easy. The access that people have to to just sports bet, it's so easy. And then they, they these these companies are very good at just getting you to keep betting. They're yeah. just they're very good at it. Like they know yeah. what they're doing, and it's 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 a huge industry. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's – you know, sports betting. Chances are, over the long run, you're not going to be a winning sports better. You're just not. That the odds are against you. I think it's it's less than one percent. And you know, I think you have to win like fifty two point four percent of the time uh, just to break even, right? Because there's that juice involved. Um, but it's just, it's just difficult. I mean, it's 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 a, it's a tough game.
0: It is. But there's a few people that manage to pull it off. Did you see that story? Did you guys see that story about that uh, nun who just got sentenced to federal prison? So no, she she no embezzled none? she embezzled eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars from the the parish over really? the, over the course wow. of two years to pay off a bookie. Really? No way. Yes. Mm-mm. And oh like, my god! And so she's like sentenced to like nine months in prison and like just pay. Dude, she has to pay like oh, th- well, she's like eighty six. She has to pay well, you like can't,
1: you can't embezzle from Jesus, man. You do <laughs> she that. has to. Pay- <laughs> what are we doing, man?
0: She has to pay like thirty thousand dollars in can't restitution embezzle from
1: the Lord. You can't do it, bro.
0: But <sighs> I want to know. I want to meet. Matter of fact, I'd love to have him as a guest. The bookie who ran up nearly a million dollars on a that's crazy. on a nun on an eighty year old nun because you that's crazy. You, my friend on the church <laughs> you are a savvy businessman ran it up on the you know church, man. but like how Come could on, you man. how do you like at, because <laughs> at some point she had to have been laying down hundred thousand dollar bets like there's you don't get to eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars by making hundred dollar bets
2: she, she's chasing
1: yo i she's chasing i would be on the bookie like man you didn't you didn't like feel bad at all like it's a nun man like what are you doing like probably yeah. put
0: that probably she probably put that guy's kids through college. Yeah. No yeah, no, 100%. You that's know? crazy.
1: He probably like, god allowed it, so let's just yeah, keep this thing going. Like 9 mm-hmm.
0: months in prison and a year of community service and like $30,000 and she's and the bookie's paid too. So it's like <gasps> That's crazy. Maybe it was worth it for. Her. I don't know.
2: 9 yeah. months is seem that seems really low. She she got off the hook. I know she's old, but I mean, that's nothing for how yeah. much money she she did, yeah. But, um,
1: yeah but it was like you—you—you
2: you, you heard of the that—that uh, that couple oh, this uh, Bitcoin. that Bitcoin stole. Yeah, like yeah, it was like a few billion or something that they stole. I, I think at the time it was like seventy million, but you know, Bitcoin ran up, and I—I I think now it's like worth three billion. I don't know. I didn't really Ooh. put too much into it. Yeah, Ooh. they were like defrauding people to get them to
0: send their, you know, send them yeah. bitcoins.
2: Yeah, that was crazy. That's crazy too.
0: Yeah, that talk about another thing that people are gonna have a problem with, I think, is uh
2: Yeah man
0: crypto. Like I'm I'm with the technology, I get it. I get I think it's still I think we're like in the early it's like the dot com version of it where like everybody's and you're seeing it with the NFTs a little bit, where yeah. some things you're like, come on. Yeah. You know? And yeah. like those are gonna be the things that pull the whole thing down. Like they gotta keep it you know, there's a couple things that are coins that are, like, real, like, oh, this actually makes sense. And, like, especially bank transfers and using the technology to do transfers and transfer money or international, you know, instead of having to pay a transfer fee, you just put it in Bitcoin and transfer it when you get there. You know, um, there's a lot of value to it, but some silly juices yeah. out there.
2: Yeah, so I've been studying a lot on a uh, crypto, the blockchain, and everything. Um, and honestly, I, you know, I, I have—I'd uh, say like maybe five to ten percent of my portfolio kind of crypto. But um, but I definitely th- and and you know Biden's coming out with an executive order on the entire crypto space coming out next week, so yep. that's gonna. And I think I, in person, I actually think it's a good thing. You know, I actually don't think it's bad for crypto. You know, crypto might go down a little. It, it you know, it might you know, see like maybe another 10% drop from here from that executive order. But I think, uh, you know, they need to start regulating it. Uh, I'm all for it. I think it'll, uh, bring more people into it. And in my opinion, you know, we're just progressing, uh, as a, you know, economy in general. So, you know, if you think about it, we were writing checks, you know, how long ago, maybe like 10 years ago. There's still some checks.
0: There's still some people out out there.
2: Yeah, and then, you know, uh, we go to credit cards and now this uh, peer-to-peer payment with the entire crypto space. I mean, in my opinion, I think it's changing the game. I like it. I like studying it. Uh, you know, I went down a huge rabbit hole uh, this last week on it. <laughs> but it gets it gets weird. It, it does. But the more you learn about it, the more you're like, wow, this, you know, it, it actually makes a lot of sense, you know, because it, well, it really takes up... If you think about it, like you know, these big banks make a lot of money off of us, right? Yeah, and you know, it, it's kind of it's kind of like crypto almost puts the power in the individual, you right.
0: know. No shit, they don't um, like it.
2: Yeah, I mean, they hate it. Um, but what I see, what I think is going to start coming is like all you know, these you know, uh, you know, Chase, American Express, all these guys. I think they're going to start obviously they're starting to adopt it within their infrastructure, but I also think they, they might go off and um, buy some of these uh, crypto startups that are happening right now that are doing the blockchain. Like I could definitely see American express buy, you know, one of these uh, smart contract, uh, one of these smaller, smart, not, not Ethereum, but one of these smaller smart contract uh, startups that are. Because they know,
0: they know that, people want to swipe their credit card and then why wouldn't you just want to use the blockchain behind the, the swiping of the credit card? No one gives a shit. What happens after I swipe the card? I just want to get the thing that I want and I want it to have as little impact on me and like the fees for the, per- like these, these seven 11s paying two and a half percent to visa and all this, like mm. at a certain point it's like, yeah, let's let's get rid of some of this useless middleman thing and just let this technology Automatically validate this payment, like it's like a bank holding a check for two. Like, bitch. Yeah. Please, I know you know it's in there. You know the the money's good. The it's it's also like it's tax season. It's like so the federal government doesn't already know exactly what I made, and I have to go through this ritual of filling out a form to be given back my pittance as if it's a gift, but it's my money anyway. Like it's a whole. It's a whole. It's a ritual is what it is to to yeah, conv- really is. to convince you into thinking you're getting something and it's like
2: come yeah on, please but and I uh, mean like I remember I was at the bank to get a large sum out uh and I couldn't get my I couldn't get that cash out and I was like well you know I need to get this money out like how why can't I have it and that you know it was like a twenty five k limit but I mean, to me, it just didn't make sense. You know, I, if I want to access my money, I should be able to. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, why exactly so, don't you have it here? Like, and I think yeah. that's
0: the thing that... I guess, you know, part of us wants to think, like, that big vault has all my money. Yeah. You know, but, like, it's not really how it works. Yeah. And they, you know, they probably make you...
2: Yeah, it's, it's it's digital. I mean, at the time, I was just kind of upset. But, you know, I understand, uh, you know, they, they don't have... They just literally don't have it. Yeah, yeah, they, they, <laughs> they just don't.
0: They have it. It's just they have to have the
2: Federal Reserve bring it back to them. Yeah, and there's a lot of scams out there. So I think that's that's I think that's one of the bigger things government government wants to regulate. There's just a lot of scam coins, a lot of scammy F, uh, NFTs out there. Um, a lot of them just have no value, no utility, nothing behind them. It's just, they're just they just nothing. You know, we could create a uh, we could create a whole NFT project. And you know, market it a little bit, and then say there's value, things like that. Um, but and same with the uh, same with just uh, cryptocurrency. We could create a cryptocurrency out of thin air, and you know, there's. But yeah, I think and, and a lot. There, there's been a lot of rug pulls and stuff. I think that 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 was a big issue with the government as well, trying to regulate that. Yeah, there's always.
0: I mean, look, as long anytime there's a trend to hop onto. There's the the scammers waiting in the wings to, Mm -hmm. to capitalize on it. And, um, you know, real quick shout out to theta theta. That's one of the things I don't know if you're familiar with theta. It's like a, you look at it in the tech, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. It's, it's basically decentralized streaming. So like, instead of everybody banging one server to watch Netflix, we're all just connected, sharing it in between each other, kind of like a peer to peer network. And then on top of it, you can interact, like you can host something and then interact back and forth with it, you know, money, chat, emojis, whatever, and it's lossless because everybody's getting the exact amount of the stream. It's not based on where you are geographically because if everybody's using it, or not even everybody, if just enough people in the network are using it, you're just sending it from Device to device, and like uh, you know, that took a huge hit when when uh, you know this whole Bitcoin thing has occurred over the last couple months. It's called Theta Token. Yeah, Theta and T Fuel, and um, you know they a couple of movie companies, uh, Lionsgate Films signed a deal. Google did a deal with them. Sony invested a whole bunch of money, like Sony Pictures, and they're they're gonna in in Europe right now. They're testing like you premiere a film. So they're trying to figure out how to like close the gap between theaters being winding down for a lot of people and then like the streaming platform thing. So like how do we get transactions within a, a like a closed off ecosystem like Netflix or whatever? So the idea is like you can log into this stream and then pay 30 bucks or whatever it is instantly. Through their currency, you know the T fuel, which is like their burn token, uh-huh. and you pay the amount to watch the content, and not, and then you're like, it's like a Twitch type thing where they actually have an app. It's Data TV, and you can download it and you can see how like good quality the streaming is, and it's because it's all decentralized. And you compare that to Twitch or YouTube, and it's like this company's a fraction of the size and look at the quality. So like, that's one of those things where. When I heard about that, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna get this and hold on to it. Hopefully, in ten years, you know, it's worth a million dollars." But interesting. There's there's stuff like that, but then there's fart coin, you know, literally fart coin. Yeah.
2: You know. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So it's like, come on, and then that's the way with the NFTs too. It's like modern art has done a. It's hard to look at art sometimes. The art world from an outsider's perspective. And be mm-hmm. like, are you sure this isn't money laundering? Like, seriously. Like, how do you know yeah. that this is not just an elaborate money laundering scheme? Because how, who is to say that has any worth? You know? Other than, like... The artist. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the, then the modern art thing, and you have, like, crazy stuff. I remember at the going to the Philadelphia Art Museum and going through their modern art dis- exhibit. I'm like, that's a gold penis. Like, what the fuck is this? Like... You know like it's sick Good, You know what I mean But like literally It was like a big penis statue And I'm like alright I've so been drawing funny. penises on stuff Since I was fucking You know what I mean I, I, I didn't know That I could just do that
2: And, and be a legit artist
0: Right
1: Legit yeah.
0: All these things Like the thing uh, You know video games Drawing penises on notebooks Just to be funny now, you know, it's all big business. Just yeah. goes to show. Don't always listen to your teachers.
2: Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I wanna I want to hear about the uh the Super Bowl, DC.
1: Shit man, what do you want to know, man? What do you want to know?
2: You know, I first of all i was upset Green Bay wasn't in there, you know. Mm. That was sad. Sad. Mm. Very sad. Yeah. But I mean, was it I mean, how was it? I've always well, wanted to
1: go. Well, I'll tell you what. One thing is for sure. I was not prepared. And I've, I've been to, like, the last, I don't know, man, like 10 Super Bowls or whatever, man. Like, it's, you know, from the first one to this one, it's just, like, one spectacle after, you know, another. I was not prepared for how flipping elaborate so far I was. Like I've never seen a like a, a a stadium like that, and the fact that you know the Rams and the Bengals got to play in that thing is ridif- ridiculous. Like, it's like it's like the Tesla of spaceships or whatever, man. It's ridiculous, man. Like, there's the the just the technology. First of all, like the, the technology that, are, that 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 are in these stadiums is is ridiculous, like. LED jumbo jumbo trons don't look nearly as... like even even like even even like like Dallas like their stadium is is massive right it's like it's it's huge it's uh, awesome but like SoFi was just on a whole nother level man like I can't even I can't even put it into lyric how amazing this field was like I gotta send you pictures because you you'll just be blown away just just by how. Awesome. Like just thinking about digging like a hole like hundreds of feet in the ground and then like r- having just an um, an immense building just built like that. It's 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 re- it's retarded, man. It's just That's retarded. Crazy. Well um, this- and, then, and then if we're talking about like just how like like every Super Bowl, like the NFL doesn't just like you know integrate with the stadium, they integrate with the community. So like from Anaheim to downtown to like just just everywhere. It's like the Super Bowl came in, the NFL came in and just made like the largest fucking campus of Super Bowl you've ever seen. Like everywhere you look, like the signage, the billboards, the restaurants you go in, it's it's almost like fucking Roger Goodell went through and bedazzled everything. It's crazy. <laughs> so it's just so. um it's 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 not just like the game. It's like the the pageantry surrounding it, the environment, like the lifestyle, like the elements, everything that was, you know, within a 40 minute radius of SoFi was Super Bowl. So that's, that's that's the thing that's cool about it. Like I was in I was in like the executive lounge of like like American Airlines when I was, you know, right before I was getting on my flight and I was sitting next to a dude who just like Went to the Super Bowl just to like be a part of the spectacle of it all. And he was like, Yo, I'm so glad I did it because I've always wanted to do like but people like that's like a bucket list item for people. Like yeah. going to the Super Bowl. So, you know, this guy was sitting next to me just just talking about how awesome like his experience was. And he's like, I don't know if they can top it. I don't know if it can be topped. Like so far, it's ridiculous. Like, I'm so glad I did it. So yeah. if you ever got a chance to go to a Super Bowl, man. Fucking Annie up, man, because it's 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 all that, it's all that, man. Like oh, you, yeah. Like, Isn't it in Arizona next year you, again? Plus you bringing your energy to a spot, man. Like you could you fucking do that thing, yeah. right, man? You know what I mean?
2: I mean, I think I'd only go if you know the Packers were in it. Yeah, I think. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, but you also you you definitely want to go if your team is there for sure. So yeah, yeah.
2: But man. I, yeah, I wish. I wish they were there this year, but it was oh, and
1: it's parties, and there's a lot of free shit going around too, man. Like, sit, I bet. Dude, yeah, it's crazy, man. You get any good swag? Oh, dog, man, I got like jackets and pullovers and T-shirts and fucking hats and
0: wear, book bags. To, I don't even think you I got house realize. clothes for life now,
1: dude. I got like, they get. I got this freaking. I don't have it with me. I wish I did. I got this bag. Like, if you looked at it, you'd be like, oh man, that's like a. 17 inch computer bag or whatever right and you're like oh man it doesn't look like much it's a fucking like configuration bag and you can like orient it to be oh. like a, a fucking lunch box or a fucking it's got those pad like things my camera bag is like that. or like dude it's ridiculous I'm like
0: what the hell is this it's
1: fucking it's crazy man like I, it's little stuff like that might not mean much to most people but I'm like only at the Super Bowl where he like take this, like, little dinky thing and, like, make it, like, some fucking transformer. It's crazy. Like,
0: <laughs> the stadium, awesome. it, looks, it looks wild. I remember, so, you know, flashback to another time, XFL invited the everyman out, and uh, myself, shout out to my, my best friend, Joe Speedham, best man of my wedding. Uh, he's a huge Giants fan, longtime Giants fan in New Yorker, and uh, they gave us all-access passes to giant stadium. so we were walking all over that place and it was well, i was like holy shit this place is like the new metal like this mm-hmm. is really impressive and uh de- the Cowboys stadium when i was there for wrestlemania that was
1: yeah obscene right? i was right? like stupid
0: when you come up to how big stupid. it is you're like this is again preposterous yeah. Using not that word twice today it's hard to believe how large it is and the only time i've seen SoFi is when they were building it and i was flying into la and it looked like you said like Oh okay. the spaceship must so
1: be. It's like a, a created in a, its there's like they it's like man created this fucking death star laser beam crater in the earth and then just filled this hole full of like everything goodness football
2: <laughs> and then there's for, a giant for a
1: place for people to play like just it's it's like like it's like a fucking sprawling campus it's like ah dude, it took me so d- case in point. I took the, sh- I took the hotel, like the league office hotel shuttle bus to the game that morning and they dropped us off. The bus driver dropped us off at the wrong location, which was like ground terminal for where all of the trailers and stuff were so I could meet my team. It took me 40 minutes from where I was to walk to the, to the compound. Wow. Like from where they dropped me off. And it was still part of SoFi like that. Like I'm like, that's what the crazy. Fuck? Like I was full full body sweat when I got to the compound. <laughs> like and they were like, Oh yeah, you ready to go check out with your camera crews and go film the inside? I'm like, Yeah, let me let me get a let me let me get a let me catch my breath first, man. I just walked over here. Like oh. it's crazy. Did
0: you see uh, any uh any celebrity sightings while you're there? See so you see the rock?
1: Uh I saw him I saw him early. Um Mark Wahlberg was kind of bouncing around. Who else was there? Let me say that something about the... halftime show uh, was... Yeah, it was, it was That it was, halftime was crazy. show was amazing. Yeah, halftime show was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Let, let me just say Nostalgia. something
0: about, the, about the... The Dwayne Johnson thing real quick. So... As a long-time wrestling fan... You know, I'm watching this. And it's funny because it's... I'll always recognize him as The Rock. To me. Yeah. Now, there's a whole generation of people... Like I've said before... I was watching WrestleMania 18 one day, and it was Hulk Hogan versus The Rock. And my wife comes in the room. She's like, "Who's that like guy fighting Hulk Hogan?" I'm like, "That's The Rock." She's like, "Dwayne Johnson?" I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> like, cause he looks completely easy you now. Like, oh, there's yeah. people that just that's who he is now, you know. And yeah. here he's like, he's Dwayne Johnson, okay, but it's not WWE programming, so he can't really do The Rock character, which is a character that he portrays you know but it's like it's hard for people to tell the difference between a wrestling character and a human sometimes I think and like he was doing the rock thing but like he couldn't really do the rock thing because it was like it's like intellectual property of WWE so I'm like watching this I'm like what is what is it And it like felt like it played better in the stadium than it did on TV I'm sure the stadium was fucking going bananas but mm-hmm. like on TV it was like ah, what are we doing here
1: you guys want to know, know something over? crazy
0: it was a little
1: awkward. 50 cent is short as shit.
0: Oh, he's gotta be.
1: Bro. How tall? he's, so, How tall? Dude, he's he, he he might be might be it might be like 5'10 or something like that. Dude, that's not and short it, as
0: shit, dude. You're dude, six dude, four, dude, four, man. It's, what?
1: It's, he's short as, like compared to me. Like, I'm looking at I'm like, yo, like anytime. What what does it say online? Who
0: who thought that was a good about, idea to have him be upside down and, and un-curl him? Did
1: was that, he, his, he idea? that was his idea? That was if you if you if there's a twitter video online where like he actually goes in and does a muscle up like himself to put himself in that like upside down position like he thought that was that would be cool so he did it.
0: Yeah, that was uh didn't quite yeah. didn't did. quite look good on camera. It was like, "Oh, that's 50 I don't, I don't cents." Know, I don't know what <laughs> 50 cents <laughs> actual method. It didn't make any sense cuz it was like, "What is this what is this thing appearing from the top of the screen? <laughs>
1: oh,
2: it's you, 50. But you, but you know that was uh, his music it, his music video, right? Like, Of I course.
0: Of it? course. Yeah. But yeah. what I'm saying is it was so out of nowhere, and he was unannounced to be – at least I didn't know he was on it. Yeah, and, me either. It was and, a surprise. And, what, like, the way that they did it and the way it was just such a tight shot, it just didn't make any sense, you know, because yeah. it's like, what? What am I – and then you're like, oh, it's – um, yeah i get it the music video you know that's so big, like they say, say he's
1: five and five eleven and a half he's not that bro he's probably five I, eight. I, I might i might be giving him he might be five eight like he's he's about like my no, mom eh. my mom might be taller than him i promise you like really my mom is like five eight oh
2: I mean, yeah here it says here it says six feet he's not he's not i, he's I promise you he's not i bet I, we'll How's have all
1: to all find how tall are you
2: uh I I mean I think I'm six foot. My girlfriend says I'm not. Bro, I,
1: I promise you you, you eat <laughs> breakfast off of fifty cents head. Like it's it's like that. <laughs> promise. You. Not not. Yeah, I like game, to think
0: right? I'm five ten, but I'm like five nine ish.
2: Something like that.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah, d- yeah. Like you know I mean? fifty cent is not fucking five eleven. It's not. It's not happening.
2: Is Justin yeah. taller than?
1: They would you say I'm taller than him? Justin Justin, you might be like Right around, if not just Sam taller smidgen, than fifty cent, a smidgen taller. Yeah, you're probably you're probably probably about a half inch That's to it. an inch taller. I'm taller than yeah. fifty cent. Believe yeah. that, believe it. Like,
0: yeah, uh, I'll run into him one of these days. I'll, we'll find out.
1: Yeah, Mr. So, Big Chest <laughs> Mr. Big Chest
0: exactly <laughs> puffed out. I listen. I'm there's no one I support more in the NFL at this point, especially with Ben retiring. No one I'm behind more than Antonio Brown for the 2022 season. I just can't wait. I can't wait to see what he Who's going
2: to who's going to pick who's going to pick him up?
0: Anyone. Who wouldn't pick him up? Why wouldn't? I mean, is he going to run off the field? Does he wear kooky masks? <laughs> yes, okay.
1: Bro. Like I said, that, that shit you sent me with his new outfit, that like stuff. Oh god. Oh man. Crazy.
0: Yeah, there's <laughs> his well, he's hanging out with Kanye, I'm sorry, Ye now, and yeah. uh you know, they put Have together. Have you seen it, Josh?
1: Have you seen his uh hanging out with the uh, Condi and he's got this new like clothing line that he's doing.
2: I've seen snippets of it. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's like he's like
1: wearing a garbage bag on his head. Head was Holt with Holt and he's like really big jeans. boots and stuff. It's like <laughs> it's
0: awesome. It's like it's like yeah. Zoolander with your favorite football player. It's like t- almost too. Sometimes I see these things and I'm like, I don't know. This might be a simulation. This is too good. Like this, <laughs> <laughs> this whole <laughs> this whole Antonio Brown over the last three years has been. Really, since this podcast started, it's been a great, a great uh, topic for us. Um, so you think he's someone's going to pick him up? A hundred percent. I think. Really? I think without a doubt, oh, I, like, he'll be on somebody's team next year.
1: He was breaking records last year with with Tom Brady, like fastest receiver to like I forget like a thousand yards or nine hundred, nine hundred uh, catches or yeah, receptions. So like he's still breaking records, and he's like in his mid thirties. So and he's
0: like in his athletic prime.
1: Yeah. You know, They just got to be able to deal oh, with yeah. the crazy. They just got to be yeah. able to deal with the crazy if that's the if And that's you know what place. I
0: think it'll be? It'll be a... It's not going to be training camp. You know, week seven, week eight. Somebody's like, hey, I think we can make a run here. All we need is an Antonio Brown type character. Patriots <laughs> did it. You know?
1: Patriots did it.
0: Well, you know, when he was yeah. on the Bucks, he was the number one targeted receiver for, like, the full year in playoff run that he was actually there. Like, he was... And then you saw... I remember I texted Daryl during that game. and said, "I bet you he wishes uh, Antonio Brown was out there right now, because they couldn't get they couldn't get anything going." You know, yeah. So no, um, I get it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. He's no. I think I think for sure some team next year. Like look at the Rams. They brought Odell on.
1: Why not? Yeah, you think man. they? You, you think they won't? Odell was not speaking about game. Yo, at the game, Odell was balling. Yeah, was he was balling high. until he, he got hurt. Yeah,
2: balling. Yeah, he's good. I mean, he's a good player. But he's not as crazy as Antonio Brown. No, no. Outwardly.
0: Well, AB got got himself into a new stratosphere after he left Pittsburgh. Like, it was almost, it was a shock at first, but now we've all adapted to it. Like, because in Pittsburgh, you never knew. Like, they just, and like, that's just more props to Mike Tomlin, why he's just, another reason why he's the man. He kept that shit, how do you keep that under wraps for eight, 8 years.
2: Yeah, no he did. And then did and then job.
0: remember remember all the allegations that the that the the quote unquote sports media ran with about Ben like he huh, Ben won't have Antonio Brown over his house for dinner around his three small children. It's like I remember that, Yeah, you know and like now it's like yeah. <laughs> You know, no, not not coming over for dinner around my small children. You're crazy. You're great. You're a great player. I love what you do, but I don't need to have you around my three year old.
1: Yo, you know, which like your G-man, like, you know, the the Green Bay. Josh, like, what are they going to do with Aaron Rodgers, man? Like, what's. uh...
2: Oh, he's staying. You think think so? so. Yeah, no, he's staying. You think so? Yeah. Well, well, all right. right, So what, what makes you think he's staying? It's just the vibe I'm getting, you yeah. know. I he'll stay, which means Devontae will stay. Well, I think you know, obviously, if one of them leaves, like if Devontae's is like, oh, I, wanna, I, I don't think Devontae will, but if he's like, oh, I want to play somewhere else, then I don't think Aaron Rodgers will come back to. Well, we'll stay, but I I don't see that happen, and, and vice versa. If Aaron Rodgers decides to go somewhere, Devontae not going to stay. But I do think they'll come together. I mean, they really like each other right like that's a duo that's that's one of the most incredible duos of all time right so and you know they they need each other to to really kind of be great i'd say so i think they both stay uh i just think we need i mean you know we waste we've wasted so many draft picks on like some bullshit the last few years like we could have you know, we needed we need a we need another receiver. That's all we really need. If we have a, like a, a really good number, a decent like Antonio Brown would be great. But we would never. But Green oh, that would, would be never so. Make that move. Yeah. Oh god, we, that yeah. talk about Green talk Bay, about great television. Green Bay would never make that move, though. That's the thing. Like Green Bay is not that type of team. Like Seattle would pick up Antonio Brown. I could see that. I could see like you know, maybe even like Miami or something like that. But Green Bay would never. Bring on Antonio Brown! That'd be amazing, right? That would be incredible, but there's no way.
0: I think and I've said this. I'm trying to will it, it. will it into existence. I can see it. I think Pittsburgh needs to trade Najee Harris and whatever else Green Bay wants to get a sign and trade. They got it. I'm hoping Aaron Rodgers somehow chooses to leave. I so I hope your misfortune is my great happiness. <laughs>
2: He's uh, not he's dead. No chance. Yeah. There's, no way, there's, there's no way he's gonna steal us. What happens
1: if he leaves? <laughs> no what way. happens if he leaves?
2: <laughs> you got Jordan that Love? The, and it's that, the Jordan Love
0: era. And that, that handsome head coach. That's all
2: you need. Yeah, I mean, I like Matt LaFleur a lot. He's he's young. He's like, you know, Sean McVay. And that other who's the other coach on Forty ers What's his name? The uh, head coach on the 49 The guy
0: that's the Dolphins coach now, Mike, uh, Mike, Mike Williams or something? Mike, well, M- Mike McDaniels?
2: A, Mike McDaniels, but the head coach for the 49ers. Oh, Anyways, they're,
0: yeah, they're yeah. Young, right. So yeah. there's like this
2: new like late 30-year-old coaches coming up in the game that are more like – Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan that are like yep. kind of more creative. Uh, and, you know, I feel like they can take more risks a little bit mm-hmm. uh, because they are young. Um but, yeah, they do a lot of cool stuff with the offense. Um, they know what they're doing. It's, it's kind of cool, like, uh, how the game's kind of changed. Like, Sean McVay, he's one of the greatest, in my opinion, one of the greatest offensive minds coming up. Yeah, he's, he's, he's sharp, man. He's yeah, sharp. He's very, yeah, he knows what he's doing.
0: It'd be interesting to see and how he, McDaniels uh, does in Oakland. Or, sorry, Vegas. He's he's your guy now. Well, not your guy, but you know what I mean. Uh, Is he? Yeah, he's he's the Raiders coach now.
2: Oh, you oh you're talking about From the from the, the, pads. the Josh patient, yeah, Josh the McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he'll yeah, he'll be I think he'll do well. Uh yeah, he's like another but how old is he? I mean he's not he's like I think late he's, forty.
0: I don't know if he's forty. He might be just turning forty, he's pretty young. But yeah. this has all been like since I mean, I think Tomlin when he got hired, he was like the youngest head coach. He was like thirty five. Now it's like everybody's Trying to get a 35-year-old coach.
1: He's 45. Is he really? Yeah. Man, yeah, he's well, he,
0: yeah, he's been in the
2: league a
1: while. Yeah, he's got crazy experience. Well, though, it's
0: yeah. crazy to think him with Tebow is like 10 years ago already. Damn. What an era. Wow, it was wow like, yeah. Oh,
2: shit. 2011, 2012.
0: On the, yeah,
2: on the Broncos. When they I mean, beat you guys, yeah, in the playoffs, I remember, I remember that. That was they like in
0: overtime. Yeah, they put like. I remember that. I was watching that. I shit. I think that was Palomalu's like last game. <laughs> yeah, that was that, that was uh, that
2: was a crazy game. They didn't deserve. I remember.
0: They didn't deserve to win that. They played terrible. It was a terrible game all the way through. And then you let that happen to you in the fourth quarter. And they were so you guys arrogant. Played terrible too. That's what I mean. No, the Steelers played terrible. I'm saying yeah. they didn't deserve okay, to win. Yeah, yeah. The Broncos. Okay. The Broncos beat just, them fairly because Demarius Thomas, rest in peace. He was he had an unbelievable game. Like he had like three catches for 187 yards and two touchdowns or something. And like, they couldn't stop him. And then Dick LeBeau did was like, Oh, I'm Dick LeBeau. I know I'll show them. We'll put 10 guys on the line of scrimmage. And then it was the one, one of like three passes that he completed, you know, all day it was yeah. just this. Oh my God. It was like, ah, oh. ah, oh. awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. And it was also one of those Amazing. games where like Ben, it was like, Ben, like, coming back in the fort, like, they were down like 14 3, and like, he brought them back, and you're like, Yeah, they're gonna win this game. And then you're like, Ah, and they had a really good team that year oh. on paper. They, they should have been, yeah, that was, uh, that was tough. I'm not, I, like I said, it's gonna be a dark, cold era of
2: Dwayne, yeah, guys- Dwayne Haskins and
0: Mason Rudolph.
2: Yeah, who's gonna be your, is it Dwayne?
0: Dude. They're saying that they're having an open competition between Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph. I'm oh, I'm Jesus. like really praying that, that, that that's just what they're saying and they're working on some master plan to get like a Russell Wilson or a even a Kirk Cousins, you know? Just somebody who's like
2: Yeah, someone decent.
0: Yeah, like a mid tier quarterback. If I, I just I don't know that I could survive a season of watching Mason Rudolph. Oh, that'd be rough. Oof. And it's like, you've been there that long, man. Like, you haven't necessarily yeah. done well.
1: Got beat with your own helmet. <laughs>
0: you got beat up yeah. with your own helmet. That alone so, should have lost the, you know.
1: I mean, you lose all types of street cred when you get beat with your own helmet.
0: <laughs> it's funny how the trajectory of those two guys went. From, like, rising, rising backup Just, quarterback, no. potential future starter. And, like, sure this could make him. And then, like. Oh, this will surely kill Miles Garrett's career and it's like, oh, he's like man of the year now. Like, oh, how how interesting times have changed. Yeah,
2: he, yeah he really turned turned around. I mean, he's just I, goes to he's show sometimes good, uh, you
0: got to beat somebody with a helmet.
2: He's got a good publicist, I think, you know. He's
0: got something, man. He's got something. He's got, he got something. Got
1: something. <laughs> a hockey player getting beat with their own stick, man. Yeah. It's like, what the hell, bro?
0: That that's a rare that's a rare thing to come back. That's like somebody taking off your gloves, your boxing gloves and just pummeling you with them. You know, like you in the middle of the ring, you, you can't, can't escape. No. You can't escape that. You just you, can't. You cannot escape that. But uh yeah, NFL's always always keeping us interested and even uh even in the off season it's talk of the town and uh I'm sure there'll be some wild development any day now. You know? i tell you what I
1: don't want to see. I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers with the Broncos. I don't want to see that shit at all. Nah,
0: I, mean. I don't know why he would go there now. They have no, yeah, that's there's what the nothing. speculation is. Yeah, but see, here's what, I'm, here's what I'm saying. And it's not just me being a crazy Steelers fan, because they never do moves like this. This would be a once-in-a-lifetime thing for them. You have the picks. You have a couple players you could move. If he's going to go to the AFC, like he knows he's going to have to be able to beat Kansas City. Why would you go into the same conference, same division as Kansas City? So you're always either playing for number one seed or a wild card seed. That doesn't really make sense if you want to go to the Super Bowl. And then you like look around and it's like, well, Pittsburgh's got, like, they got T.J. Watt. They got all these pieces on defense. Like, I think he could win a Super Bowl in Pittsburgh quicker than he could win one just about anywhere else. Short of, no, like...
2: No, he, he can win a Super Bowl in Green Bay. He really can. It's it's the easiest division.
0: Yeah, with Chicago, the cars, Detroit, Detroit yeah. and
2: uh, the Vikings. Well, he could the, definitely get I mean, to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, he's got to win. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, no, I mean, like you know, you can get the path
1: I there. Thought, I easier. thought he was going to be in, man. I, I I don't know what the fuck happened. It's like,
2: Niners were a good team, no. man. Dude. Like he he kind of chokes in big moments. Like I'll say that about like he he does. He chokes in big moments. Like he's done it many times. I've watched many Green Bay games, many big games. This he chokes. Like he chokes. Like he's zero three. I think is it zero three or zero four against the 49ers in the playoffs. Well, since it's the Super Bowl,
0: since the Super Bowl, he's lost like every year, either in the divisional round or the championship. Yeah.
1: Round.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, he just can't get over that help. I mean, it's it like. wasn't
0: for Richard Mendenhall giving you that gift. He would have lost that Super I blame it on Super the game.
1: black and yellow song. I blame it on the black and yellow song. <laughs> Is it's that the year the it came out? Yeah. yeah Steelers, you know, were riding,
0: was... Steelers were riding high on that song that year. Really? <laughs> oh, dude. damn. Come on, dude. Pittsburgh doesn't get a lot of national attention for anything, you know. Other than uh, so the occasional breakthrough pop hit, that's that's a big deal for uh, yeah for the Steel Boys there. Yeah, yeah, I I can't wait. I'm sure pretty soon they're going to be playing year round. I'm I'm sure of it. They're they're going to find a way to get us watching NFL games all year round. Whether it's like <laughs> the, it's like NFL Europe part two in the U S or something, I don't know what they're going to do. I'm sure they've got something up their sleeve. Mm -hmm. but josh you know you you kind of told us what's what's next for you you want to start another business um in the short term man what what are your plans what do you got going on
2: uh short term just you know i'm trying to learn as much as possible so i mean i still like you know probably like 10 hours a day during the work week i'll still like learn a bunch of stuff um Like, there's actually a lot of, I don't know if people know this, but you can, there's a MIT YouTube page. They have like just a bunch of courses for free. Really? MIT. Yeah. It's incredible. It's like when I found that, I was like, I mean, it's a gold mine. First of all, I'd dude, i be pretty fucking pissed if, you know, I paid a shitload of money to go MIT and then the next year I see the class I was in. And I played X amount <laughs> X amount, and now it's on YouTube for free. Yeah, wow. to, to me that's just insane. But anyways, it's a it's a great YouTube page. I'm on that. I'm I'm like uh, taking like three courses right now. <laughs> I'm going through Yeah, it's really cool though. It's it's amazing. Um, so yeah, I'm doing that. Just trying to learn about. I'm really into economics right now. So, uh, you know the few of the MIT courses I'm taking, it's microeconomics, macroeconomics, and just kind of like all about uh, kind of like American history of all our uh, past uh, stock market crashes and like, you know, just all, all that stuff. And it's pretty interesting. I like it a lot. Um, and also uh, we're having a baby. What? Congrats. Yeah. When? Hell, congrats, baby. Uh, should be uh august middle august so uh a leo that's awesome
0: hey, yeah there you go congrats to you and and uh awesome. ms
1: booty wipes yep
2: yep and then uh yeah we, we're, we 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 can't decide on a name yet but uh we'll, you, got, we'll get you guys
1: know the sex yet boy girl or
2: yeah, it's a
1: yeah. boy
0: boy oh yeah Yep. So name him like laser, laser or something like that. I'm just having this conversation laser. with my wife. You know, I want to, I said, you do whatever you want for the first name. I'm going to do the middle name. And if he wants to go by Jay Cougar vigil, you know, that's going to be <laughs> his choice. I'm
2: just going to give that's him the awesome. option,
0: you know? Yeah. That's cool. Or dragon, you know,
2: yeah. Al- nice. Alfonso,
0: <laughs> Alfonso dragon vigil, I think would be. Yeah. Why can't Tight. why
1: can't laser be the middle name? Laser, laser. Like laser That's name. on
0: my list now too. Laser, yeah. That's it. Laser.
2: <laughs> oh. How many kids do you got, Justin?
0: Oh, zero, none yet. We just got married. Oh. We just got married in October, but Daryl's Daryl's uh, so far the only uh, every man with a with a boy. He got one. He's only got, got one. Nice and a yeah. and a sweet pooch.
1: Oh yeah, and his name is Fury. Kick ass man.
0: He's a good. Boy. I like that. That's yeah, awesome. Right. That's awesome, man. Well sounds like you know your stock is rising no surprise there and uh you know it's always always awesome to have you on the pod and connect with you and and catch up with with everything that you're doing and uh daddy kenji daddy kenji coming soon um we'll catch you down the road brother thank you for coming on
2: i appreciate it always a pleasure